<clears throat> All right, so I will be doing a spoiler-filled review of The Rise of Skywalker, the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. And I've only seen this once so far. And I have a lot of thoughts, and I'll probably be all over the place as I talk and uh, probably have a lot more developing thoughts and ideas as I kind of think about this movie a little bit over the next uh, few days and maybe see it again. Uh, but here's my first reaction. And to start, I have to give all the due credit in the world to J.J. Abrams because what he was asked of um, was basically to end what we all know Star Wars to be. Whether you started um, watching it in the original trilogy or, like me, in the prequel trilogy, um, your view and introduction of Star Wars, your begin, your journey with Star Wars, wherever it began, this is the end of it for all of us. And in order to try to hit the points that those two different audiences love uh, and, and to bring those all together and home, it, that's not an easy task whatsoever. And in my opinion, J.J. Abrams did a brilliant job uh, tying everything in and taking everything that was given to him from The Last Jedi and kind of... Re- redoing some things or kind of walking a couple things back like that line that luke gives to ray when he says no 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 what i was thinking when i was training you was not the right way um or anytime rose is on screen she gets like a line or two and and then it's just gone like things like that um and then also tying in a couple of other things uh bringing those elements into this one um did a phenomenal job and the pace of the movie is great. It's quick to the point. Um, I'm drawn in the entire time. I saw this movie at 1230 in the morning. And so I walked out at 3, 330. And at no point uh, during the movie was I kind of dozing off um, or about to fall asleep because I was just very uh, drawn in and, and bought into uh, the story that that was unfolding. Um, and the humor was another big factor because that was a big problem for me, at least with the last Jedi, because it was, it was trying to be too gimmicky, uh, and kid-like humor. And in this one, it was much more dry. And so it worked a lot better for the star Wars universe. Um, things that you're laughing at are things that, um, are not necessarily supposed to be funny. Um, they're just happenings in star Wars that you're just kind of enjoying as they unfold. And, and that's an element in Star Wars that you kind of love, especially with the original trilogy. Uh, Han's extremely dry humor uh, is seen so much more in in, in Poe and Finn. And um, I think, honestly, with the humor, C-3PO stole the show. Uh, I think they uh, played with his, um, you know, uh, always giving the odds and always being kind of like this negative Nancy um nervous breakdown having character um where he's the most human-like robot or ai that we get in star wars and he is annoying at the right times and he is nostalgic also at the right times um 
his character was so great. So hats off to Anthony Daniels for that performance um, and the screenwriting for his character. So getting into the plot of the movie, um, which draws you in right off the bat. Uh, I was watching the original trilogy and every single one of those opens with a fight scene, battle scene that just really draws you in and that you kind of get bought into. Something that The Last Jedi kind of just missed the mark on with opening with humor um, that just like didn't match well. Um, and the logic of bombers and this kind of stuff. Um, okay, I'm going to try to make this not a, a Last Jedi review, but more of a Skywalk- Rise of Skywalker review. But uh, so many of those elements uh, had to be compared to, unfortunately, in this because that was the precedent we were having to go off of. But um, great job by... J.J. Abrams again um, on on taking this movie and right at the beginning drawing us in and Kylo Ren just goes straight into the belly of the beast and confronts Sidious uh, who is a threat to him and his power and which says a ton about Kylo Ren's character that I've come to really enjoy is that he he is he is bad and he he's not afraid at this point because what he walks into just almost effortlessly and fearlessly is this Sith temple uh, where the congregation of all Sith spirits, I guess, are dwelling in the body of Palpatine. And and he just walks right into it and confronts Sidious, um, practically no hesitation by himself with no Knights of Ren, which, by the way, we finally get to see the Knights of Ren. And that's another thing I have with this movie that I love is that it answers so many questions. So the Knights of Ren is in there. And uh, Sidious comes in. And so you're kind of hit with this nostalgia factor as well as the new factor. Um, And a lot of people, uh, myself included, really like Kylo Ren in The Last Jedi. I think that was like one of the only redeeming qualities of that film. And so bringing him into uh, the old universe and the callback of Sidious uh, was pretty brilliant. And you see just this mangled Sidious that is uh, housed uh, basically all the spirits of the Sith pretty much is kind of housed into uh, this decaying uh, Palpatine body. Uh, And it's gross and it's gnarly and awesome. Uh, I was uh, very, I was all in kind of at this point. I was like, okay, uh, they've started off really well. I wonder where it's going to go from here. And so that set the tone for the entire movie Uh, and, and the pace as well. And for the rest of the movie, you can tell everyone's kind of speaking pretty quickly when they need to. Uh, they're not lingering anywhere. Uh, they know what they have to do. They have to get from A to B quickly. Um, and, and you actually find so much more character development in in this movie than you do in The Last Jedi. And for how slow of a movie that was. And and so it's really unfortunate that all of this was compared constantly, at least in my head, to The Last Jedi. Um which just does it a lot of favors, but I think if I take away the Last Jedi, um, which I think Ryan Johnson was trying to, J.J. Uh, Abrams was trying to do in this movie, he was just trying to make a continuation of the Force Awakens. I mean, you can basically take out the Last Jedi and have Rise of Skywalker, which is just hilarious to me. Um, <coughs> uh, but I'll also say the uh main plot points that follow are really entertaining drew me in i mean i saw this movie at 12 30 at night 
Um, and so by the time we got out, it was, it was three o'clock in the morning, but when I walked out, I didn't feel that way. Uh, from beginning to end, this movie drew me in. There weren't really any, uh, dull, slow moments that allowed me to really fall asleep. Um, and I think that's in large part because the three main characters, uh, Poe, Finn, and Ray, were all together, and you get to see them interact. And it, it you, unfortunately, the character development that we wanted to see in The Last Jedi, we didn't get to see, but now we just get to see the result of all that character development and their relationship that's been built up. Uh, Poe and Ray have this kind of argument in the beginning where they're like, you're a difficult person. And you're like, uh, you know, you're, you know, I have problems with you too. Um, you know, but in like a very friendly, amicable way. And it, you start to see these three characters click and kind of see like this mini family grow as a, you know, call back to the original trilogy with Han, Luke and Leia. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all to have those parallels in this. I think it's what a lot of people are wanting to see at least with this series. Um, another trilogy, you can do different things, but I think the nostalgia factor is so powerful in this trilogy because why are we doing this new trilogy? Like, why are we continuing this series from just this brilliant, brilliant resolution in Return of the Jedi? And then we're now kind of going back and saying, oh, uh, you know that was that was that was all for nothing. Um, Luke didn't really save the galaxy. Uh, you know, and and now that you bring Palpatine in this, it only makes sense because the only person that really can uh, have a continued evil, dark, manipulating story after Return of the Jedi would be Palpatine. He's supposed to be the Sith. In full, and that's what he finally becomes in this episode, and it's brilliant. Um, I don't think you really can go with anything else, like trying to fabricate a a new bad villain like Snoke. And uh, Sidious says, "Snoke was me," and it gives a lot of redemption to that character and that whole plot line in. The Last Jedi and and Kylo, you watch Kylo try to figure out, you know, uh, what's been going through his head because you see that Sidious has just been playing with Kylo Ren ultimately to bring him Rey, and it it's great. Um, my biggest problem, I've said this multiple times uh, to a lot of people, is why do you reveal Palpatine's involvement in the trailer? And I think it's because they were fearing uh, a decline in sales. And so big mark it had to do with marketing. Um, but it just does this movie a great disservice because I think if I had walked in without the expectation of Palpatine, I never would have guessed it. Maybe not never, but honestly, it would have been a lot harder to see this coming. And it's unfortunate that it was kind of already told um, that he'd be really involved because... Uh, though it makes all the sense in the world, you, no one is really thinking about him. Um, but okay, anyways, so the the relationships between Poe, Finn, and Ray are so much more natural and fluid in this one that uh, we have now kind of reached a point where we're like, okay, finally they're all friends. It seems like they're all 
willing to um, definitely put their lives in line for each other. Um, and you see that sacrificial love and, um, and, and care for one another that, that we really kind of yearn to see in these major characters. And it's just, it, it's unfortunate that we finally now get to see it, but um, better late than never, right? So um, anyways, that helped really set the tone for what this is going to be. Um, and Leia was, uh, alive and well, apparently. So, uh, you know, I had, I was maybe going to have issues with her being CGI'd, but I think she, she looked great. They did a phenomenal job with that and sounded, um, really great. I honestly, it's amazing what they can do with, um, technology these days, but her character, um, her training Ray, I don't think was forced, um, no pun intended, but uh, it it felt very natural and earned. And I I like how we see later that Leia actually was trained uh, by Luke to use the Force, you know, uh, to become a Jedi, and she does become Rey's master. And I think that's really fitting. And it I think it is empowering to um, see that that power held in uh, the hands of two women. And it's not, it's not anything that's forced. It's just very natural. And you look at it and you're like, this is, this is great. Um, this is empowering for women and, and I'm all for it. I'm behind it. And I think that was just a little bit too uh, forced into the last Jedi and kind of just took away from the film and kind of took you out of it. But this was, um, just naturally what you feel like is supposed to happen with these characters. Uh, Ray looks to Leia and Leia comes through and trains her, um, you know, and, it, and it's, it's, it's great. They're both badasses. So with that, um, I, I don't I have, a, I have probably too much to say about um, a lot of the details and everything um, throughout the movie. But um, a few highlights of things that I liked was um, Ray using lightning for the first time without really knowing how to control that and her failing, um, you know, thinking that she killed Chewie. And I like that they kept him alive. It felt a little weird if that was going to be Chewie's death. Um, Something about it I just didn't really feel. Maybe I need to see it again in order to really kind of feel something during that. But... um, I, I liked that they ultimately didn't uh, take him out. Uh, but her, watching her use these crazy parts of the Force that were introduced in The Last Jedi um, was a really intriguing part of this film. So the the Force Lightning, which I guess we didn't really know existed, and that was kind of introduced in a really cool way. Uh, but her giving uh, life through the Force uh, to that snake... Um, and also to Kylo, and also the force projections where they're able to transfer matter uh, through the force was very interesting, um, and I, I was bought into it. I, um, I think it introduced a power that we've never seen before, which is what this new trilogy was supposed to do. I think we wanted to see a lot more of what the force was capable of doing, and it was executed um, really well in Rise of Skywalker and those elements. So in big spoilers, um, uh, uh, when we find out who Ray's parents are, 
it it wasn't as big of this goes back to my frustration with why they revealed um palpatine uh in the trailer because when you find out that ray is a descendant of palpatine she's his granddaughter it i'm not as surprised as i wanted to be uh, you know i really i really wanted to experience you know a a luke i'm your father big reveal and it just kind of made sense um you know i was thinking maybe later on they would kind of twist it into no you're actually a kenobi descendant um but falsely led to believe that you're a palpatine descendant and um but i you know either way um i think that that spoke a lot to why she was pulled to the dark side she's pulled to the dark side so many times in her life um just as Kyler was, just because you have the two most powerful lineages uh, with the dark side of the force constantly in this battle uh, to go to the light side and to confront that part of themselves internally. And so it makes a lot more sense why Rey was so strong with the force in The Force Awakens when she came out of absolutely nowhere and I am all for it. I I think that it just makes so much sense and it speaks to her and Kylo's relationship and why that bond is so strong without all the context, which is something that's really special. One question I do have, though, is if she's a Palpatine descendant and Kylo is a Vader descendant, Skywalker descendant, um, why was in The Force Awakens the Anakin lightsaber pulled more so to Rey than it was Kylo? It's a question I've been kind of trying to mull over, but I guess maybe since Kylo at the time was more on the Vader side of things than the Anakin side of the Force, and Rey was closer to the light side of the Force. I don't know, but that's just a random question one thing i also really liked was poe's backstory a little you get to hear a little bit about poe's backstory the uh spice runner and then you know humor bits like when finn says spice boy like running for spices huh you know and just kind of poking fun at poe and that's the relationship that's the dynamic that that dry humor that you like to see where you just you're watching friends kind of take shots at each other and it just works so that whole trip to that planet where you get to see um poe's old connections um and c-3po gets rebooted in order to translate the message uh was a meaningful journey and, and it actually helped the plot of the film uh and it they were rewarded by it but it was also very costly Again, you get to see a character like C-3PO confront the end where he is uh, shut down and memory wiped um, and he has that line of, I just want to take one last look at my friends, um, which is kind of one of the overarching themes of this movie and you just want you want to be able to feel that when you're looking at... Uh, Poe, Ray, and Finn, but a lot of us are really kind of looking at Han, Luke, and Leia 
and trying to say goodbye to them as the chapter concludes. And it it, it, it works. Uh, the tone is really well executed there. Then he's rebooted and suddenly he introduced himself again and he's kind of back to uh you know formal butler introducing myself all the time giving you all the facts that you don't want to hear c3po and pose saying you know that's going to be a problem we can't deal with this it's stuff like that is just all very enjoyable throughout the entire film and another thing in the humor is that i like about Star Wars, and this is humorous to me, but maybe not someone else, is just uh, when they're in a, a big circle trying to figure things out um, and go over plans, and people are just kind of nodding. There are just random cuts to these bizarre, crazy-looking creatures that are just kind of nodding and are there, uh, but you're given no t- context on who they are, but you know, and they might not even have a line. You just kind of laugh when you look at these bizarre, crazy-looking creatures. And that is an element of the original trilogy that people like a lot. Uh, You know, a character like Boba Fett has, what, you know, seven lines in Empire Strikes Back and maybe a couple in Return of the Jedi, but he's one of the most infamous characters in all of Star Wars, and they made a new series based off of uh, his kind. So the way they cut those kind of bits in there are are really enjoyable and especially like um who's that uh the, the little robot who did reboot c3po um i wanted to call him bobby fleek but it was uh <laughs> um babu babu freak yeah uh you know his character was great and the little little snippets that we get of him it's pretty good just a lot to sit back and enjoy in this film um uh, you know I, I don't think that it's gonna rate higher than the original trilogy but definitely more most enjoyable of the new Disney influenced Star Wars films that I've seen. Okay, so um, I have a lot more probably to say about a bunch of these kind of details throughout the entire film. Um, but let's get to the ending, uh, the resolution of the film of the entire Star Wars series, uh, I think was great. Um, there's a lot of meanings, uh, to what happened exactly with Kylo and Rey, but the action, the fight scenes, uh, the manipulation of the force with Sidious, uh, Kylo and Rey, like how they, them two together are supplying, uh, enough energy and force to recreate reconstruct palpatine um so yeah there's i guess there's a lot of build up to it like um, with the force healing and life transferring um that ray was experimenting with throughout the film and that you know her power with kylo's power rebuilt palpatine and made him even stronger that moment where he takes all the energy, looks up, and then shoots the electricity out of his hands. Uh, whatever the sound, I think it was just a bass boom, or whatever sound they used in order to uh, show that lightning was awesome. And I wanted a lot more of it. And so when when Ray 
because what what happened? The because Palpatine threw Kylo into that hole and says, you know, you're gonna be the last Skywalker Skywalker to fall, and then it's just Palpatine versus Rey, and she realizes that she has this moment where she realizes that all of the Jedi are with her. Um, and that explains what she's saying when she says, be with me. And she might just be speaking to Luke, but then realizes that she not only has connections still with Luke and Leia, but with all the Jedi. And you get these re- this really cool moment where you're just looking at the stars and you're just hearing the voices of all these past Jedi. Um, and they bring in all the actors to say these lines. And you hear from Obi-Wan, you hear from Hayden Christensen, um, you know, Mace Windu. And uh, it, it, it was great. I think it was a really cool moment. And you want, I wanted a lot more of this whole scene. And... Unfortunately, it just feels like they didn't want to drag it out too long. So she stands up, realizing that she has, you know, the Jedi behind her. She grabs lightsaber, deflects the electricity. Um, the Palpatine shoots at her, and then she's able to not only use Leia's lightsaber, but she takes Anakin's lightsaber, um, and I get just walks towards Palpatine and is able to just blast him back by um, just throwing the electricity back at him, just like Mace Windu did. Um, but uh, this time, I guess it was just to his end. <coughs> uh, part of me was actually kind of hoping for a little bit of a lightsaber duel between her and Palpatine, but uh, I'll just stick with Revenge of the Sith. That's fine. And I think the end, though, with him disintegrating the Sith temple and all the Sith in the Coliseum-style stands, you know, being blown away, disintegrating, was really cool. Um, I don't think I have really much else to say other than it was just really cool and really uh, awesome to watch. Uh, And then Rey passes out. Basically, she gives her life uh, in order to end the Sith. And shock me if this story sounds familiar. So, in a way, like it definitely was a lot of the elements of Return of the Jedi kind of just retold again. And I know a lot of people have some issues and problems with that, that they weren't too creative. But I think it, it goes back to J.J.'s probably thinking like why are we doing uh you know a new trilogy with (laughs) with star wars you know why are we continuing at least you know with the skywalker story and so you can just kind of feel from his perspective you know that story was brilliant let's just take that to one step further and make uh a a jedi uh against sith uh, both come together and are both destroyed in that moment in order to bring balance to the galaxy. And it ends in that way to where there's not really a, a, a Jedi and Sith anymore. 
until Kylo climbs up out of the chasm that he was cast into and then limps over to Rey and holds her limp, dead body up. And you see him actually in emotional turmoil over this girl that he loves so much so that he then transfers his life into her and she wakes up they see each other and she says ben and it's again it's one of those stories where you know vader turns back into anakin when he casts sidious over the railing and um and you see him turn back to the light side just like his grandfather and this is kind of my favorite part of the entire movie just because of what it means for star wars as a whole because you can take this and interpret it as however you want and some people are going to have issues with well i thought that darth vader was the chosen one and not ray and you can think that maybe darth vader really still it was the chosen one um, because he kicked off the original um, uh, confrontation of, I'm going to begin to take out the Sith as a whole. And then it's really Sidious that turns against Sidious, if you look at the lineage with Rey taking him out. And the Skywalkers are the only ones to survive that balance of the Force. And then... Skywalker decides to sacrifice himself and his lineage in order to keep the light side or the Jedi alive, if this makes any sense or if that, you know, that's just kind of my take. And and so then Rey, who, you know, represents just the Jedi as a whole, um, that it's not that it is, you know, about the Skywalker's journey in order to bring the Jedi back into predominant order and balance across the galaxy. And by giving up his life in that moment, um, you know, and then he fades away, Leia fades away, uh, their bodies, and you see them kind of rise into uh, the spiritual part of the Force. And... I, I, I guess, you know, that's kind of one way you can look at and interpret the rise of Skywalker. And then also when Ray goes to Tatooine, goes to uh, the farm and where everything really began with Luke. And and you see her take on the name of Skywalker because she realizes that her parents, quotes, her parents um, were really kind of like Luke and Leia that really just are the ones who ultimately raised her and showed her the way. Um, and I think it, the more I think about it, the more I really do enjoy this ending, this resolution, because people probably have a lot of really great ideas, but I, I'm trying to sit here and think of, you know, what, what is a better way to end these nine movies? You know, what is, what is a better way to really end it than to uh go back to where it began with an ultimate balance of the force um and hope for the jedi in the future with also asking the question or kind of saying is it really the jedi that matter what are we trying to preserve 
and and I think you can interpret that however you kind of see fit and I I think ultimately what they are wanting to preserve is goodness whether that's in relationships with friends or the Skywalker legacy or the Jedi religion um, whatever you see as goodness from Star Wars you're able to see that as preserved in this movie and I think that's what we want I think as humans we have that moral compass to cling to what is good what is right um, even though we do have this darkness inside of ourselves to be selfish uh, in whatever ways that manifests but in the end we are drawn to what is right and what is good and I think that J.J. Abrams is able to capture that and bring that as the focal point and the end of this movie with of course ending uh, with a beautiful two suns sunset um, which is just so iconic to the Star Wars universe it just makes sense well that's it um, I've got a million other thoughts probably um, but you know other things little shout outs you know like Lando Calrissian did an awesome job um hats off to billy d williams it just you know characters like that just seemed so excited to be back on set and to kind of say goodbye tip of the cap to this story this journey that has meant so much to them and so many others it kind of just put yourself into the world where you're just kind of looking up and smiling at what's going on and and thankful really for this universe existing and what it's done for you in your life um, from whenever Star Wars was introduced to you. It brings us all to a place where we can all uh, come together and appreciate uh, all the different elements that Star Wars has in each of its films. And I think if I have any problems with this film, it's that maybe at times I felt a little detached from the characters uh, only because I think what I ultimately want to see is the original trilogy. And I want to uh, be captivated in the way that those movies could. And you just don't quite get that maybe because I had such low expectations due to uh, The Last Jedi. But I think that's a that's a greater problem than just the movie uh as itself um so i I, i'm sure i think there were a couple things within the movie that i was like oh what like what like i don't know that that scene was weird that line was weird or uh, the acting could have been a little bit better there um but i really i guess because i've been talking so positively about different things that i i don't know I, i can't really think of any for right now but um yeah i i don't know i'd give this um a tip of the cap to J.J. Abrams for what he's able to uh, pull out from this trilogy. So thanks. And thanks for listening if you've lasted this long. <laughs> I'm surprised. Catch you on the flippity flop.